Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I hope you are not doing well. This is a companion piece to the video, What Pisses Me Off About the Orlando Terrorist Attack. These are the facts, the background, the truly astonishing deep story that reveals the facts and the reality behind this terrible, terrible attack. ISIS spokesman Abu Muhammad al-Adnani in May 2016 said, Ramadan, the month of conquest, jihad. Get prepared, be ready to make it a month of calamity everywhere for the non-believers, especially for the fighters and supporters of the caliphate in Europe and America. So that's Ramadan, according to Abu Muhammad. So don't be looking for a lot of chocolate eggs in that. On June 6th, the 25th anniversary edition of Orlando's annual week-long Gay Days Festival concluded. The festival is one of the largest gay pride events in the world and saw an estimated 150,000 members of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender LGBT community attend area theme parks, nightclubs, and special events. On June 12th, 2016, at approximately 2 a.m., the 29-year-old Muslim son of Afghanistan immigrants Omar Mir Sadiq Mateen entered Pulse nightclub and began shooting into the crowd of over 320 mostly LGBT patrons, leaving at least 50 people dead and 53 others injured. Witness Jackie Smith. Some guy walked in and started shooting everybody. He had an automatic rifle, so nobody stood a chance. I just tried to get out of there. Witness John Alamo. I heard 20, 40, 50 shots that the music stopped. An on-duty police officer immediately engaged the shooter and the attack then turned into a hostage situation which lasted for over three hours until a SWAT tactical unit attempted to break the stalemate at approximately 5 a.m. Now just by the by, There's a lot of dead people. I don't even know how you carry that much ammo. Orlando police officers exchanged gunfire with the suspect, killing him on sight and releasing an estimated 30 hostages. One police officer was wounded but saved by his Kevlar helmet. The suspect was reportedly wearing a suicide vest as he had an explosive device which was not detonated during the attack. According to witness Christopher Hansen, it was tragic. I wasn't sure if it was just the music because it went with the beat almost until you heard just too many shots. It was just like bang, 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 bang. And that's when you just know chaos is just, it was in turmoil. I said, please, 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 I want to make it out. And when I did, I saw people shot. I saw blood. You hope and pray you don't get shot. The Orlando terrorist attack is already the deadliest shooting in United States history. According to Orange County Sheriff Jerry Demings, this is an incident, as I see it, that we certainly classify as domestic terror incident. Orlando Regional Medical Center trauma surgeon said, I think we will see the death toll rise. 
Pete Williams of NBC News reported that Mateen actually called 9-11 and publicly swore his allegiance to al-Baghdadi of ISIS prior to the terrorist attack. Hey, I wonder if we're ever going to hear that 911 call. Sure didn't take long to get Zimmerman's call out there after Trayvon Martin. I wonder if we'll hear this one. I'm guessing not. Police spokesman David Prosopio said, During a conference call with federal law enforcement officials, we learned that the Orlando nightclub gunman during his rampage pledged allegiance to ISIS and referenced the Tsarnev brothers. Those are the Boston Marathon bomber brothers. Hey, also uh, Muslims whose parents were, in fact, asylum seekers. Here are America's deadliest mass shootings by number of people killed. Pulse Nightclub, 2016, 50 as of now. Virginia Tech, 2007, did a video on that as well, 33. Newton School, 2012, 28. Luby's Massacre. 24, San Cedro McDonald, 22, U.S. Postal Service, 1986, 15, Columbine, 15, Binghamton, 14, San Bernardino, did a video on that as well, 14, Fort Hood, 2009, 13. Hey, just for fun, how many of these were committed by immigrants? You can go through and do the lookups yourself if you like. Now, as reported by the Gateway Pundit, Orlando officials invited Imam Mohammed Musri, the president and service imam of the Islamic Society of Central Florida, to speak to reporters at the first press conference held by Orlando officials after the massacre. The imam blamed lax, uh, lax gun laws for the attacks because apparently bullets just hate gay people on their own. No Jews or Christians or any other denomination were present at the press conference. The media arm of the Islamic State, a Mark News agency, quote, The attack that targeted a nightclub for, ho- nightclub for homosexuals in Orlando, Florida, and that left more than 100 dead and wounded, was carried out by an Islamic State fighter. Mateen's father, the shooter's father, Mir Sadiq, said, We were in downtown Miami, Bayside. People were playing music, and he saw two men kissing each other in front of his wife and kid. And he got very angry. They were kissing each other and touching each other. And he said, look at that. In front of my son, they are doing that. And then we were in the men's bathroom. And men were kissing each other. We are saying we are apologizing for the whole incident. We weren't aware of any action he is taking. We are in shock, like the whole country. This had nothing to do with religion. Huh. Wait. So Islam has nothing to say about homosexuality. I guess, I guess we can all Google that sometime and see. So this story, apparently, Mateen, the shooter, was divorced in 2011. No other mention of a kid, so that's still uh, up in the air. Mateen's family, the shooter's family, has told investigators that their son wasn't particularly religious and expressed shock at any connection to ISIS, and expressed surprise at any involvement with the terrorist organization. So, either they're such terrible parents that they don't know what their son's up to, or they might be lying. It's just a vague possibility. Omar Mateen had attended the Islamic Center of Fort Pierce, odd name, for over 13 years. They commented, quote, 
we condemn this monstrous attack and offer our heartfelt condolences to the families and loved ones of all those killed or injured. The Muslim community of Fort Pierce joins our fellow Americans in repudiating anyone or any group that would claim to justify or excuse such an appalling act of violence. Hey, I wonder if they had anything to say about the Florida scholar who comes up in just a minute or two. Council on American-Islamic Relations Orlando Regional Coordinator Rasha Mubarak said, We condemn this monstrous attack and offer our heartfelt condolences to the families and loved ones of all those killed or injured. The Muslim community joins our fellow Americans in repudiating anyone or any group that would claim to justify or excuse such an appalling act of violence. Now, just by the by, the FBI has reported that the American Muslim community is providing virtually no help in the fight against Islamic terrorism. So, I don't know, maybe a little more help, a little fewer words, a little more help might help Americans to appreciate the contribution. According to Florida Democrat Representative Alan Grayson, quote, it's no coincidence that the attack took place where it did and when it did. It might be that we've seen the commission of an awful hate crime. Let me put it this way. The nationality of family members is indicative. Alan, nationality is not a belief system. There are, in fact, currently thousands of people celebrating the Orlando terrorist attack on the Arabic Al Jazeera Facebook page. The gay advocacy group Log Cabin Republicans said, quote, It's no secret that abroad, men who are gay and merely suspected of being gay are targeted for execution. Today, that threat has reached the United States. Log Cabin Republicans extends our deepest sympathy, condolences, and sorrow to the victims and families of those targeted in this morning's violence. If the shooter's suspected motivations are indeed confirmed, we call upon President Obama and the presumptive nominees of both parties to condemn the attacker and acknowledge in no uncertain terms the cause of this massacre, radical Islamic terrorism. I wonder if Obama and Clinton are going to call it that. I wonder if Donald Trump is going to call it that. We'll find out just a few minutes. The American Civil Liberties Union attorney Chase Strangio said, quote, The Christian right has introduced 200 anti-LGBT bills in the last six months and people blaming Islam for this? No! You know what is gross? Your thoughts and prayers and Islamophobia after you created this anti-queer climate. I spent my life fighting Christian homophobia while being loved and supported by my Muslim family. Fuck your take on an entire religion. So, it's Christian's fault, apparently. He went on to say, I don't care who Shooter claimed allegiance to. We don't have to look beyond the hateful culture right here to understand how this happened. I don't think there are any Christian countries that put gay people to death for being gay. And there are at least 10 Islamic countries that do. Just a note, on Facebook there is a group page called Stop Islamization of America. That was actually removed, blocked, taken down, fairly quickly after the Orlando terrorist attack. It has since been restored, at least for now, 
but the founder's access is still blocked. Now, in 2014, the Pulse nightclub opened in tribute to the owner's brother, who died of HIV in 1991. And according to the club's website, the aim was to create a safe space for gay people in a community where many felt disenfranchised. In addition to the usual nightclub atmosphere and occasional drag shows, the Pulse also hosted educational events about AIDS, safe sex, gay rights, and transgender courses. On Saturday, the Pulse Orlando nightclub had posted on their Facebook they were putting on a Latin night, calling all our Latinos, Latinas, and everyone that loves a little Latin flavor. It's time to party tonight. Apparently, like it's 9.99, so it was Latin night, Latin gay night at the Pulse. In April 2016, the Husseini Islamic Center, which is actually only a half-hour drive from the Pulse nightclub in Florida, invited Sheikh Farouk Sekalashvara to speak at their mosque. At the time, Sheikh Sekalashvara's previous and frequent comments on homosexuals led to criticism of the invitation and event. He said in the past, quote, Death is the sentence. We know there is nothing to be embarrassed about this. Death is the sentence. We have to have that compassion for people with homosexuals. It's the same out of compassion. Let's get rid of them now. Now, the president of Human Rights Campaign, the largest LGBTQ civil rights group in the U.S., Chad Griffin, said, This tragedy has occurred as our community celebrates pride, and now more than ever, we must come together as a nation to affirm that love conquers hate. Chad, hate to break it to you, in a gun-free zone, love doesn't conquer hate. The hate wants to shoot you, you might want to give the hater a hug, he's just going to give you a necklace of bullets. So... The Pulse, by state law, was a gun-free zone, which was a fact, I'm sure, well known by the shooter before he descended to do his lazy work work of disassembling human beings with ideology and lead. So, reminds me of the Colorado shooter, who actually drove past a bunch of cinemas which allowed guns and went to a cinema that didn't allow guns, so he would be unopposed. So, love? No. <laughs> The shooter, Mateen, was born in New York, but his family are immigrants from Afghanistan who later moved to Florida. Mateen's Facebook profile self-describes him as a proud Muslim, and he registered to vote in Florida as a Democrat on July 19, 2006. The FBI interviewed Omar Mateen twice in 2013 and once again in 2014 regarding possible ties to terrorist organizations, including his contacts with Monar Mohammed Abu Salha, the first U.S. citizen to carry out a suicide bombing in Syria. The cases were closed due to lack of evidence. Another possibility that I can't help thinking of is is maybe, just maybe if hundreds of FBI agents weren't combing over everything that Hillary Clinton had done or said for the last 12,000 years, they might have had the manpower to pursue this little matter just a tiny bit further. FBI Special Agent Ronald Hopper said, We determined the contact was minimal and did not constitute a substantive relationship or a threat at that time. Martin was employed with a private security organization called G4S since September 10th, 
2007 and had a permit to legally carry a concealed weapon. G4S statement, quote, We are shocked and saddened by the tragic event that occurred at the Orlando nightclub. We can confirm that Omar Mateen had been employed with G4S since September 10, 2007. And my understanding is he's basically still employed, was employed up until the shooting, but I'm guessing they want to put some time distance with that nut job in the rear view. G4S went on to say, We are cooperating fully with all law enforcement authorities, including the FBI, as they conduct their investigation. Our thoughts and prayers are with all of the friends, families, and people affected by this unspeakable tragedy. Ah, if only we had some Kevlar for every time somebody virtue signaled by saying their thoughts and prayers are with people, which basically means uh, I'm not really going to do much of anything. Florida Today said, quote, A former Fort Pierce police officer who once worked with 29-year-old Omar Mateen said Mateen frequently made homophobic and racial comments. Gilroy said he complained to his employer several times, but it did nothing because he was a Muslim. Gilroy quit after he said Mateen began stalking him via multiple text messages, 20 or 30 a day. He also sent Gilroy 13 to 15 phone messages a day. So, that happened before, wasn't it, in San Bernardino, where people uh, were suspicious about all these uh, Muslim men coming and going, but they didn't say anything, didn't want to appear racist. You know, how in Rotherham, a bunch of Pakistani Muslims were raping hundreds and hundreds of young white British girls, but nobody wanted to say anything, because that might be a little racist. Okay, you're racist either way, because facts. But uh, yeah, so this police officer, he can handle the mean streets of Florida, he can handle the thugs, the druggies, the killers, the rapists, the murderers, but this other guy he was working with, that was too much, had to quit, made some complaints, but hey, we've got quotas to fill, we can't be getting rid of these people. Former police officer Daniel Gilroy said, I quit because everything he said was toxic, he said on Sunday. And the company wouldn't do anything. This guy was unhinged and unstable. He talked of killing people. Oh, God. There are so many signs. This is not, you don't have to be psychic. This is not like reading tea leaves. Or trying to figure out the plot of Lost. This is not that craziness. He wants to kill people. He's homophobic. He's crazy. He stalks fellow police officers. Or stalks a police officer who has to quit and complains. Oh, but I'm sure he didn't say anything to his family. Because, you know, when you're a crazy homophobic nut job, you really only share that with co-workers. You don't ever talk about that with your family. So a good thing they're off the hook. So Mateen, constantly stalking this guy, talking all this crazy, racist, homophobic, killing people stuff. Boy, if only there was some group like the FBI that could investigate these kinds of things. Or police, or the Department of Homeland Security. What we really need to do is create another government agency to start investigating this stuff. Because the other six million of alphabet nonsense is doing such a great job. (sighs) All right, are we ready? Little background on G4S. This is according to Judicial Watch, and of course, the links are below, as always. Quote, The Department of Homeland Security is quietly transporting illegal immigrants from the Mexican border to Phoenix and releasing them without proper processing or issuing court appearance documents. Border Patrol sources tell 
Judicial Watch. The government classifies them as other than Mexican, OTM. A security company contracted by the U.S. government is driving the OTMs from the Border Patrol's Tucson sector, where they were in custody, to Phoenix, sources said. The firm is called G4S and claims to be the world's leading security solutions group with operations in more than 100 countries and 610,000 employees. So, I don't understand all of this. We'll put the links below. My understanding of what happens is something like this. The Border Patrol catches a bunch of people, and this G4S helps ship them to Phoenix, and then they release them from Phoenix saying, go forth and multiply, but, you know, if we ever contact you, not that we ever know where you are, if we ever contact you, uh, maybe you'll come and see us and uh, explain yourself, you know, in some sort of legal context. So, off you go. Good luck. So, G4S. Shipping illegal immigrants to Phoenix and hiring and failing to deal with this shooter. In 2007, the shooter, Mateen, graduated with an associate degree of science from Indian River State College in Fort Pierce, Florida. Science is a pretty broad category. I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe he specialized in chemistry. Mateen was divorced in 2011. His marriage only lasted a few months. His ex-wife's parents flew to, quote, Fort Pierce and pulled her out of the house, leaving all her belongings behind. Omar Mateen's ex-wife, Sitora Yusufoy, said, quote, He was not a stable person. He beat me. He would just come home and start beating me up because the laundry wasn't finished or something like that. My parents literally saved my life. I am still processing. I am definitely lucky. Hey! You know who's not lucky? The people your ex-husband shot probably because you didn't press charges so he'd be in jail rather than shooting people. Just a thought crossing my spotty forehead. The Washington Post said, After the couple split, a friend of Mateen's said the young man became steadily more religious. Well, no, 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 not according to his father he didn't. And who would really know? I'm sure his father knows instead. Post goes on to say, the friend who spoke on the condition of anonymity said Mateen several years ago went on the pilgrimage to Mecca in Saudi Arabia, known as the Umrah. He was quite religious, the friend said, which I guess helps him distinguish him from all of the agnostics who take that trip. The Washington Post also wrote, Suspect's father, Sadiq Mateen, who has been referred to as Mir Sadiq in early news reports, hosted the Durand Durga show on a channel called Payam-e-Afghan, which broadcasts from California. Why did I know that? In it, the elder Mateen speaks in the Dari language on a variety of political subjects. In one video, Mateen expresses gratitude towards the Afghan Taliban while denouncing the Pakistani government. Mir Sadiq says, Our brothers in Waziristan, Our warrior brothers in the Taliban movement and our national Afghan Taliban are rising up. Inshallah, the Durand line issue will be solved soon. Footage also exists of the elder Mateen calling for the imprisonment of various Afghan political figures and announcing his own proposed candidacy for president of Afghanistan, followed, I'm sure, by master of time, space, and dimension. Charles C. Johnson from GotNews.com says, One of the sisters of the Orlando Muslim killer bought his home for $10 in April. So that's the shooter's home 
So I would guess that he shot, he sold his home to one of his sisters in April, two months perhaps before the shooting, for ten dollars. It's a good deal. I wonder why he didn't feel he would need it for a while. I wonder if she knew anything about that reason. Chelsea Johnson from Got News also says his other sister likes the terrorist front group CAIR and a controversial Arab journalist who blamed Trump for the Islamic terrorist attacks. <sighs> Quote, Miriam Sadiq is following Rasha Mubarak, a care coordinator, CAIR coordinator from Orlando, and Ahmed Shihab Eldin, a contributor to Vice, who is blaming Donald Trump for the attack. What a lovely family. The Los Angeles Times reported, of course, this is uh, out in um, the other side on the uh, left coast, I mean the west coast in California. Quote, Early Sunday, Santa Monica police received a call of a suspected prowler near Olympic Boulevard and 11th Street. Patrol officers responded and encountered an individual who told officers he was waiting for a friend. That led officers to inspect the car and find several weapons and a lot of ammunition, as well as tannerite, an ingredient that could be used to create a pipe bomb. Los Angeles law enforcement alert message, quote, Inside the vehicle, units discovered five pounds mixed tannerite-type powder with assault weapon, long rifles, clips loaded and taped together, camouflage outfit, and a security badge. The scene continues to be processed. The suspect, who was taken into custody, stated he was there for the West Hollywood Gay Pride Festival. Yeah, and you always feel that the village people was kind of missing a terrorist. He's there to blend. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has claimed that the arrest was completely unrelated to the Orlando shooting, because, yeah, he's had that much time to thoroughly investigate the matter. According to the website Vocative, this week a group calling itself United Cyber Caliphate published what amounts to a kill list of people across the world that it encourages ISIS sympathizers to attack. According to NBC, quote, of the 8,318 names on the list, nearly 7,850 are from the United States of America. 643 of those names are residents of the state of Florida, ranking the Sunshine State second behind California. NBC goes on to say, UCC, this is this United Cyber Caliphate, released the names, home addresses, and emails for the names, encouraging people to follow those listed and take revenge for Muslims. Names on the list range from local law enforcement officers to members of the State Department. Um, I don't know if people are being informed about this. Uh, I guess there would be some fears this might create a panic of almost 8,000 names on a kill list. So, there's that. So, what has the response been from the leaders? Well, President Barack Obama. I don't think he actually knows how to pronounce Islamic terrorism, but he said, This is an especially heartbreaking day for all our friends, our fellow Americans who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. The shooter targeted a nightclub where people came together to be with friends, to dance, and to sing. 
and to live. The place where they were attacked is more than a nightclub. It is a place of solidarity and empowerment, where people have come together to raise awareness, to speak their minds, and to advocate for their civil rights. This massacre is therefore a further reminder of how easy it is for someone to get their hands on a weapon that lets them shoot people in a school, or in a house of worship, or a movie theater, or in a nightclub. And we have to decide if that's the kind of country we want to be. And to actively do nothing is a decision as well. Hmm. Well, Barry, Paris has a lot of gun control. Didn't seem to stop those shootings. Um, Brussels, gun control in the theater. Didn't really seem to stop those shootings. Oh, I know, I know. Airplanes on 9-11. Pretty much gun-free zones. Didn't seem to stop that either. Orlando's Pulse Gay Bar was a gun-free zone by state law. Did that help anyone? No, quite the opposite. No defense. The only condom for that kind of sex is return fire. Hillary Clinton said... I join Americans in praying for the victims of the attack in Orlando, their families, and the first responders who did everything they could to save lives. This was an act of terror. Law enforcement and intelligence agencies are hard at work, and we will learn more in the hours and days ahead. For now, we can say for certain that we need to redouble our efforts to defend our country from threats at home and abroad. Mm. Hillary, I've got some great ideas. Let me just spitball, snowball, a couple of things. Brainstorm, just a little bit. Um... How about not murdering the leader of another Muslim country? You know, like in Libya. Uh, How about not killing innocent Muslims by the hundreds of thousands in the Middle East? How about not arming ISIS? How about not dumping weapons and expertise and training and bombs and guns and rockets into the Middle East, destabilizing the entire goddamn region? Causing fracturing and destruction and shattering of historical stability in the region, which the West has been screwing up for the last about 100 years, basically since the end of World War I. Thanks, British Empire. How about just getting out, stop managing, stop manipulating, stop overthrowing, you know, like in Iran in the early 1950s, you know, before they had burqas and stuff, and you could actually become a doctor if you were a woman and go to the beach in a bathing suit. How about... Stop doing it. Stop messing with the Middle East. Stop arming. Stop bombing. Stop invading. Stop overthrowing. Get out. Go home. Because they're dying over there by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands, to put it conservatively, and they didn't actually start it. Just a thought, you know, if you're interested in security. Hillary Clinton went on to say, that means defeating international terror groups, working with allies and partners to go after them wherever they are, countering their efforts to recruit people here and everywhere, and heartening our defenses at home. It also means refusing to be intimidated and staying true to our values. She said, this was also an act of hate. The gunman attacked an LGBT nightclub during the Pride Month. To the LGBT community, please know that you have millions of allies across our country. I am one of them. We will keep fighting for your right to live freely, openly, and without fear. 
Hate has absolutely no place in America. Finally, she said, we need to keep guns like the ones used last night out of the hands of terrorists or other violent criminals. This is the deadliest mass shooting in the history of the United States, and it reminds us once more that weapons of war have no place on our streets. This is a time to stand together and resolve to do everything we can to defend our communities and country. This was also an act of hate, she says. Really? Good job, Madame Poirot. Do you find a lot of people discharge semi-automatic weapons for three hours into crowds of people they love? No kidding, it was an act of hate. So that's Obama and Clinton. Gun control and empty-syllable, idiot-headed virtue signaling. Let's turn to one DJ Trump. What's he got to say? Donald Trump. Last night, our nation was attacked by a radical Islamic terrorist. Oh! Oh! You didn't! You didn't actually state a fact, did you? He went on to say, It was the worst terrorist attack on our soil since 9-11, and the second of its kind in six months. My deepest sympathy and support goes out to the victims, the wounded, and their families. In his remarks today, President Obama disgracefully refused to even say the words radical Islam. For that reason alone, he should step down. If Hillary Clinton, after this attack, still cannot say the two words, radical Islam, she should get out of the race for the presidency. In other words, delete your account. Trump went on to say, if we do not get tough and smart real fast, we are not going to have a country anymore because our leaders are weak. I said this was going to happen and it is only going to get worse. I am trying to save lives and prevent the next terrorist attack. We can't afford to be politically correct anymore. The terrorist, Omar Mir Sadiq Mateen, is the son of an immigrant from Afghanistan who openly published his support for the Afghanistani Taliban and even tried to run for president of Afghanistan. According to Pew, 99% of people in Afghanistan support oppressive Sharia law. Donald Trump went on to say, We admit more than 100,000 lifetime migrants from the Middle East each year. Since 9-11, hundreds of migrants and their children have been implicated in terrorism in the United States. Hillary Clinton wants to dramatically increase admissions from the Middle East, bringing in many hundreds of thousands during a first term. And we will have no way to screen them, pay for them, or prevent the second generation from radicalizing. Now, this is important. You can look this up on the internet. Among British Muslims, the second generations and further tend to be more radicalized than the first. It's not that assimilation isn't working. It's anti-working in many cases. Trump went on to say, We need to protect all Americans of all backgrounds and all beliefs from radical Islamic terrorism, which has no place in an open and tolerant society. Radical Islam advocates hate for women, gays, Jews, Christians, and all Americans. I am going to be a president for all Americans, and I am going to protect and defend all Americans. We are going to make America safe again and great again for everyone. 
according to Republican Senator Jeff Sessions, who is leading the pack currently to be VP, I think, quote, more of these attacks are coming. And it's not stopping, as we see apparently today. More of these attacks are coming. It's a real part of the threat that we face. And if we can't address it openly and directly, and say directly that there is an extremist element within Islam that's dangerous to the world and has to be confronted. So, is homosexual behavior moral? This is the percent of Muslims who say it's immoral by country. Now, the remaining percentage are not people who say it's moral. They could be undecided. They could refuse to answer. These are the people, percentage of people who actually say it's immoral. And this is the source. These countries are the source of a lot of the immigration into America, into other Western countries. So you have a choice. You can support gay rights or you can support immigration of this belief system. You can't do both. It's one or the other. Fundamentally. So if you care about gay people, listen, I went to theater school. I've had gay roommates, gay friends, wonderful people. So maybe I'm a little biased, but it's kind of an either-or situation. If you want to support gay people, if you think that gay people are the same as everyone else, or the same rights as everyone else, you can do that. I hope you do. You can also really rationally also support the importation of this particular set of beliefs. You can pick one, you can't pick both. In Pakistan, 90% of Muslims say homosexual behavior is immoral. Bangladesh, 67%. Thailand, 99%. Indonesia, 95%. Malaysia, 94%. Russia, Muslims, 89%. Kosovo, 73%. Bosnia, Hertz, 83%. Albania, 83%. Lebanon, 97% of the Muslims say homosexuality is immoral. Egypt, 94%. Palestinian territories, 89%. Iraq, 77%. Jordan, 96%. Tunisia, 91%. Tajikistan, 82%. Azerbaijan, 92%. Kazakhstan, 92%. Turkey, 85%. Kyrgyzstan, 76%. I'm not a mathematician. I think there's a pattern. In Cameroon, 99% of the Muslims say... Homosexuality is immoral. Ethiopia, 98%. Ghana, 97%. Nigeria, 94%. Tanzania, 91%. Mali, 91%. Senegal and Niger, 90%. Kenya, 96%. Chad, 92%. DR Congo, 87%. Liberia, 90%. Djibouti, 80%. Guinea-Bissau, 71%. Mozambique, 79%. Uganda, 77%. Most in the 90s, many of the high 90s, and it's not like the remainder are very pro-gay or accepting of homosexuality. These are the people who say it's openly immoral. So what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Gay rights, hard won, hard fought. In the ancient world, homosexuality was more accepted. You look at what happens to uh, prominent homosexuals uh, in the 19th century, like Oscar Wilde. Ended up in jail, broke his health, destroyed his life. Went from one of the most witty and elegant prose and and playwright stylists and fiction stylists and poetic stylists of the English language in the 19th century. Glorious writer, enormously enjoyable, 
wit went to being a destroyed human being by being thrown in jail largely for homosexual activities. It is a hard-won, hard-fought battle to have gays equal before the law and to oppose prejudice against homosexuals. We don't have the right to throw that away. Don't have the right to throw that away. You could, of course, ask questions about women's equality, what the penalty should be for atheists or people who leave Islam. Lots of this information is available out there. And when you bring people in, guess what? You bring their beliefs in with them and there's no magic soil. They don't, boom, touch the sands of Florida and all of the Greco-Roman Christian philosophy, the Enlightenment, the Renaissance, the Age of Reason, rationality, empiricism, objectivity, the free market, science doesn't all just poof into people's heads. These are hard-won, hard-fought-for goals that have taken thousands of years to develop in the West. When other people touch our soil, when other cultures touch our soil, they don't magically get all of the infusions of our history and the hard-fun, hard-fought-for, bloody battles for equality for women and for gays and for minorities and others. They don't just magically get it. We take people, we take their beliefs. That's a fact. If you suddenly move to Saudi Arabia, how long would it take for you to fully accept and be enthusiastically applying all of the beliefs in general in Saudi Arabia? How long would it take for you to go to a public beheading and genuinely and resolutely cheer the outcome? I hope a long time. Really, a radical Muslim attacks a gay nightclub because he believes, we assume, that homosexuality is immoral. Look at these numbers. Seriously, this has nothing to do with belief, with theology, with ideology. When did we get so blind? <laughs>